0: Cybertrons and Destrons, start your engines and welcome to episode 17 of the Triple Takeover Toycast, a fortnightly podcast about Transformers and other related toy lines from the 80s, 90s or maybe even last week. I'm joined as always by my glorious teammates. In pole position is rum-fueled toy photographer and writer Liam from Toybox Soapbox.
1: Hi, that makes me sound like an alcoholic. Not that I'm drinking one right now or anything, but...
0: (laughs)
2: Not like it's a recurring joke or anything.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Alongside him on the grid is a man whose trophies have their own butler, and for whom there is no second prize, toy photographer, writer and YouTuber, Sixo. Hello indeed, how are you doing? And I'm Maz from TF Square One. The lights are green for a return to 2013... With the Transformers GT Mission GTR toy line from Takara Tomy, and for you, the race is on to grab as many Transformers GT toys as you can before the price curve red lines,
2: lads. How's it going? All good, thanks. Not too bad at all. So,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm all good, thanks. Very uh, tired. I don't know if you can hear my dog. She's furiously barking in the background. No matter how many times I press mute.
0: Yeah, I'm uh, wondering how I'm gonna edit that one out because <laughs> she seems to talk at exactly the same time you do.
1: She's been in this room this whole time while we were talking in the pre- sort of the build-up and she's waited till literally you were doing the intro to start barking.
0: So not only are your toys encroaching on you but now like various animals and living beings are becoming just part of the massive moving toys that you have across your floor.
1: It's a menagerie. It's becoming a jungle in here. (laughs) I've even bought some biscuits. I've bought some Fox's Cream Crunch, the greatest biscuit on earth. Have you never had Fox's Golden Cream Crunch? No you have you just don't remember
0: no it's probably one of those ones in the selection that i never liked because it was too crunchy
1: it's, it's very crunchy it's in the name but they're like ah, oh, they're delicious
0: i don't like crunchy biscuits
1: what they're like the best I like, ones i like them
0: crumbly or sometimes even soft i don't even mind if they've been left out for a couple of days and they get a little bit softer
1: that's because that's they're out of date that could possibly poison you why are you
0: eating out of date biscuits it's not out of day after a day i like crunchy biscuits
1: you get like a selection at Christmas and you're like, wait, you start eating them at Easter. You're like, oh no, there's, there's still one in there.
0: <laughs> yeah. What about me gave away that I like old stuff? What, what was it that, what was it that clued you in?
1: Are you, are you moving into vintage biscuits now? Is that what you're like? <laughs> Vintage
2: food, yeah. Biscuits.
1: we going to the Biscuits. <laughs>
2: I like uh, I like crunchy biscuits well enough, but I just I can't imagine that they're going to be entirely welcome on a podcast. But uh, I'm just again imagining Maz with his poor editing and all of that, you know.
0: Yeah, if he's not gulping rum, it's <laughs> going to be the rustling of a packet and his crunching that I'm just going to, have to mute.
1: It's not like last last week where I thought I'd muted it and it turned out I had. <laughs>
0: No, that's a hilarious one. Where we've got this thing where we record online, and we also record locally to make sure we get the best quality. And Liam, of course, had muted online, but we all got to hear him say "Shut up, Jesse!"
2: to his dog.
1: <laughs> when did I turn Scottish? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, But yeah, I'm well, thank you. I'm very good. So I was just thinking about the fact that actually for tonight, this is the first time I think ever that I can legit say that I have the entire toy line that we're talking about on my desk in front of me. So there you go. It's such a small toy line that, uh, well, apart from one or two... Uh, little kind of offshooty bits, of course, but I'm sure we'll get to that. Uh, but the the four main toys all here and represented. So
0: and these have been repurchased recently, haven't they? Because uh, you originally yeah. bought my set, sold that's that true. set, and now you've repurchased.
2: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I, it was one of those mad ones that I, um, I think you know, whenever it was, a couple of years ago, that I moved them on. I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to streamline a little bit and kind of get of, you know, get rid of one or two extraneous bits that maybe don't fit the collection or what have you. And of, of course, these are sort of real niche stuff aren't they they're kind of real like of their own thing they don't really i mean maybe with alternative you could say that they fit but even then you know they're, they're kind of a bit of an offshoot uh but yeah they were just so nice and i just missed taking pictures of them and just having them and really love the transformation on them and everything as well i mean we'll get into all of that but i just i had to have them again man so they they were fun to acquire as well so
0: and of course we've pre-enabled liam into buying one of these as well now i know
1: this, this is the enabling success story, isn't it? The one where you did get me. It actually happened.
0: Well, that and the MicroMaster 6 combiners. Oh, so we're yeah. oh, okay. looking forward to a, a special episode on those at some point
2: <laughs> yeah and you're, you're still looking at landfills man don't pretend like you're impervious <laughs> to this stuff do you know did what you what ever I mean? get a you're storm the, jet oh you'll never get me do you know what i mean yeah exactly what was that about yeah lads is it, has anyone got a storm jet on the internet did i buy it i do not sure but
1: i like this idea that you've painted all this picture sorry that i go around looking at landfills now like I'm just there like (laughs) taking photos of, Oh, there's there's an old Miss carrier bag
2: floating around there, (laughs) I remember them. Should clarify which landfills I'm talking about, I suppose.
0: (laughs) So as you might have gathered, uh, our episode today, episode 17, is about Transformers GT, uh, Mission GTR. So this was a short toy line that came out in 2013, and we'll get into the details in a minute. But uh, just want to say thank you to our sponsor, TF Source, for sponsoring us on this episode. Uh, and incidentally, every single Transformers GT toy I bought back in the day, I did buy from TF Source. And I reviewed them for TF Source as well. So they were all up there, which is really handy reading for me to get myself back into the headspace for this. Thank you to them for sponsoring the episode. And remember to check them out on tfsource.com for your Transformers and third party needs. Uh, also thank you to our patrons as always and we'll, we'll do a shout out at the end of the episode but uh, thank you for everyone for supporting us and if you do want to support the show head over to patreon.com forward slash triple takeover where we've got multiple tiers everything from apologetic ramps to six o's butlers and the last thing I want to mention before we get into it is also uh, our Redbubble page which is redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash triple takeover where you can get all of your triple takeover needs Catered for, whether it's coasters, aprons, badges, clocks. Did I mention leggings? So, yes, I'm expecting loads of you to have bought the Triple Takeover leggings by now.
2: We, we made one sale the other day. I
0: bought myself a mug. <laughs> uh, well, uh, also, did we not see Andy who'd bought the, um, the Six O's Butler apron, which he showed off?
2: Yeah, I know. I'm dead excited to see more of that. Obviously. I hope he's
1: bought the leggings and so we don't just see him at TFN in only the apron. <laughs>
0: That's what he there was saying. There are socks
2: as well. There are <laughs> socks as well. It doesn't have to be leggings. If people are not into leggings, you can get a pair of socks, I think.
0: And of course John bought a mug. So there's yes. a And Chris. I think Chris bought a mug
2: as well, didn't he? Mm, yeah, there's a few of them going around now, so I've got to say I, I really love my mug. I know I'm obviously a, a little bit biased, but I absolutely love it. I, I have a coffee out of it most mornings. I'm
0: oh, I really thought you were talking it. about your face because you post it on Twitter every other day, don't I, you? I
2: know. I was. I was talking about my face. I
1: was, I was going to say triple takeover mugs. I, I think we've been called that before, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: indeed indeed uh, of course also worth mentioning that we've done a couple of uh, sodes recently haven't we so we've had uh we've just launched our generation two repaints mini uh, minisode just recently and before that one on cassette combiners as well so uh, and they're a lot of fun really enjoying that and uh, we've got an ever-growing list of topics for minisodes uh on our top tier of our our Oh Patreon as well, Patreon. Uh, so yeah, if you're if you if you haven't checked it out yet, do give that a look because it's a great way to get more content from us. If you're not yet bored uh, of the three of us rambling on about robots every two weeks, then you can get additional content on there. We keep saying that they're minisodes, don't we? But they have a habit of uh, of running on a bit. Actually, like yeah. the last one. Yeah, the last was- one was an hour. It was an hour, I know, and they're supposed to be like dead short, like 20, 25 minute things.
1: But we all say they are like the most fun that we do as well. Aren't yeah, we? they they're
2: great. They're really, really good fun. I really enjoy doing them.
0: And of course, if you do listen to the minisodes, uh, some of the merch we have offered on Redbubble will make a bit more sense such as those G2 style Omnibots and, and things like that. And and there will be more of that upcoming. So if you don't want to, you know, if you don't want to be
2: left out. Ooh, f- FOMO. I don't think I'm
1: overtelling it when I say that I think the G2 Omnibots are the pinnacle of this podcast it's like i think that's my favorite moment and it's like hidden away so go find it guys
0: (laughs) so in 2013 transformers gt mission gtr was launched by takara Tomy, uh and they were 132 scale race cars from the japanese super gt series which is uh in motorsport it's a world famous uh touring car series uh, run by japanese manufacturers lots of different teams Uh, It's a series that was made really famous by the Gran Turismo game series, uh, in the West at least. That's where a lot of gamers would have become familiar with these type of cars, certain liveries that were used in the toy line. And it was, of course, a really short toy line. And uh, we're going to kind of talk about the toy line a little bit today, uh, about the molds involved, about our experiences with them. Uh, I've got quite a bit to say about the fandom reaction to it, and uh, this was something I was reminded of when I was reading the articles on it, about how much resistance and um, a lack of enthusiasm, shall we say, there was for the line, apart from the people who it really appealed to. And, you know, they were extremely enthusiastic about it. So it definitely had a crowd and that crowd were well into it. And I think every person who gets into TFGT, uh, regrets the fact that there weren't more toys in, in the toy line. But just to start us off, um, I wanted to read something that was printed on one of the Transformers GT boxes. Cause as far as fiction goes, uh, there isn't a lot of it. It was uh, a manga that was featured in Kero Kero Ace magazine from July 2013, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, this kind of puts a little bit of um, context on the toy line and how it doesn't really fit into all the other fiction that was around at the time. So Super GT, a project for cultural exchange between man and Transformer. From joint research between Autobots and humans were created race car bodies imbued with the power of Transformers. Now the races of Earth team up with Transformers to battle it out on the circuit. So it's not quite the fight for Cybertron, is it?
2: Yeah, I think I think my understanding of the fiction, I haven't read the manga, I've got to confess, but my understanding of it in a nutshell is that the Autobots and Decepticons essentially make a, a pact, if you will. I was going to say truce, but that's probably not quite right. And they decide that they're going to continue their battle through racing instead of fighting. So they they basically stop the war and they have a race instead uh, as, you know, GT cars, because why not? Um, But what I love about it is that in theory, it is in continuity with everything else that comes in Transformers. So like the original G1 cartoon all of the japanese exclusive series like headmasters and victory and all of that kind of clubber uh, you know even stuff like uh, the return of convoy uh, you know and those story pages and all of that uh, you know binal tank because ultimately takara fiction actually they they don't um, have anything really that's non canonical so it all falls under one kind of umbrella so i actually have no idea how they work in gt with everything else and explain it in continuity but that i believe is the the kind of overarching idea of it at least
0: I think um reading the stuff on the boxes I'm not even sure how seriously they take that as far as promoting the toys go because I think they've they've mm. sort of leaned into the fact that hey this is a really special collaboration between Japan's biggest uh, motorsport series and a really popular toy line and it's a very special collaboration and we're kind of you know we're just having some fun with it but we yeah. are acknowledging all the cool stuff around it for example um the promotional images for Transformers GT make no bones about the fact that the GT cars, even though they're 132 scale and they're uh, remolds of alternative figures, they actually fit with the current MP10 era masterpiece scale. And there are yeah, pictures of, you know, MP10's trailer very much uh, fitting beautifully with the Transformers GT toys. And like another thing from no the box. You- <laughs> no handshakes. No. <laughs> yeah. Their arms are too short, but... Uh, <laughs> So here's another quote. It's like, um let's see. Convoy, Optimus Prime, is the main character from Fight Super Lifeform Transformers, the TV animation series broadcast in 1985. Convoy can transform to a trailer truck. In the toy line masterpiece, Convoy was remade into a higher quality toy for the fans. This GTR Prime fits perfectly into MP Convoy's trailer. This is well worth a try as it will look so like a real racing car and its carrier. So it's very much breaking the fourth wall, you know, taking you out of the immersion of, like, a manga. It's just telling you, here are some great toys. Go and have some fun with other toys we have.
2: Yeah, definitely. I I love that. I think that's super cool. I mean, I have uh, previously taken a couple of pictures of the GT cars with Masterpiece cars, and they do look really, really good. The the I mean, the, the Masterpiece cars aren't really to a set scale, so it's... There's a bit of fudging it for sure, but yeah, they do look really neat with uh, with MP10, and and I, I would imagine MP44 as well. I haven't checked that specifically, but uh, uh you know, maybe I will do. Uh, but yeah, the, the MP cars aren't to a set scale, they're kind of all over the place because that's all about robot mode scale, but still, it does work well.
0: And for anyone unfamiliar with the toy line, um, hello, Transformers. <laughs> oh, is that you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> all right. It's not like you own one or anything, is it? <laughs> no. no.
2: You own a quarter of the toy line. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in case you want to know something about this toy line that you've 25% completed, let, let me just tell you a little bit about it. Yeah. <laughs> so Alternity followed uh, Binaltech. So they were smaller scale than Binaltech, 132 scale, uh, You know, highly detailed cars, very accurate, fully licensed. And Transformers GT, Mission GTR, this very, very short line from 2013, took four characters and put them in this line uh, and we had Optimus Prime or Convoy and actually on the box it's called Prime which is interesting for a Japanese release. They had uh, Saber which is based on Star Saber, the Autobot leader in victory. We had Fortress Maximus uh, who was the leader in Headmasters in the Japanese series and there's the Fortress Maximus you'd recognize and also Megatron so there's these four characters as the main toys and they were all based on the Nissan GTR Super GT 500 car which is a, it's a bespoke racing car and this mold existed in Alternity as the road-going Nissan GTR so they didn't create a brand new mold which was much lower to the ground with super aerodynamic parts they just used the streetcar mold but added really cool racing parts and the best part is super accurate race liveries with sponsors and paint everywhere, and just incredibly eye-catching toys.
1: Yeah, that's. I mean, that's what drew me into it. And I'm not even a car guy, but its the liveries. Once you see them, they just look spectacular on these toys. So, how did this toy line come about? Like, I can't imagine there's a Takara guy sat around playing Gran Turismo, listening to feeder, or whatever, and goes, "I must make this." <laughs> I must make this into a toy. Hey, That's how do, how d- does that don't happen? Don't be so sure.
0: Don't be so sure. I mean Super GT is huge in Japan. You know, uh there are ex Formula 1 drivers who go over and drive in Super GT. It's not a small provincial series. It's a, it's a big race series in Japan. It's televised. It's got, you know, loads of sponsors, loads of money. And yeah, Gran Turismo popularized loads of these cars. I remember walking into the Motorsport Collectors Shop in Central London. It's called Alex Reed. And some dude was uh, there saying, have you finally got it in? Have you finally got me that toy? And uh, the guy behind the counter, he pulled out this beautiful model. It was the same car that's the um, GT Sabre, the blue one, the Impul CalSonic GTR Skyline. And uh, you know these were really famous cars and then they became really popular through Gran Turismo and Motorsport. So they're really recognizable color schemes and sponsors and like cars with legacies and uh, and dynasties almost. And so collaborating with the with the most popular race series in Japan is, is not out of the question. Think about everything else that Transformers has collaborated with. Bathing Ape, you know, a clothing line.
2: Yeah, it's true. Nike. <laughs> it's well, okay. I, I, I love uh, Takara for that, though, the fact that they have such weird and wonderful um, collaborations and things like that. It's it's really kind of, to us, it seems very unexpected. But as you said, Maz, I think, actually, I'm sure for them, it's it's a lot less unexpected you know but uh point of order by the way gran turismo that's a computer game
1: <laughs> i was gonna say it's, it's a video what game
2: <laughs> yeah. what's the difference
0: no it's just that's, that's just the phraseology mate it's a video game. oh okay well, yeah, you, you don't play it. You don't play it on a computer. You play it on a console. So I guess calling it a computer game right. would be a little too restrictive. Okay. It was on originally on PlayStation in 1997, and it's just become this really long, famous flagship
2: title for Sony and PlayStation. Okay. We're about to okay. explain
1: to Sixo what a PlayStation is, aren't
2: we? No, no, no. I, I'm aware of the name PlayStation. I, I've never had one. I I, I think I had to go on once. Uh, one once in someone's flat. Uh, many, many years ago. I love possibly. you
1: so much for this story. It's like the quintessential <laughs> yeah. 6 moment.
2: I, I don't know. I'd had a couple of drinks at the time, so uh, I couldn't tell you what game it was or anything like that. Well, there's a transforming PlayStation. That puts it in your wheelhouse. I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. No, that I'm aware of. That I'm aware <laughs> of. So, uh, but if it wasn't on the SNES or maybe the Wii, then I'm unlikely to i Oh, a Nintendo, man. Oh, I like it. Not specifically. I just happened to have a SNES when I was a kid. And then we got a Wii, but to be fair, we only really had Wii tennis and a few others. We did have um, the Mario one, whatever that's called, a Mario Kart we had on, on the Wii. That was fun. So maybe Gran Turismo is a bit like Mario Kart, I don't know.
0: I think it's um it's a huge game. It's no okay. it's no exaggeration to say when a new PlayStation is launched, people will look to the Gran Turismo title. It's it's, oh, so it's right like up the there. flagship. The it's flagship a flagship title. racing right. series, yeah. Okay. Just,
1: just right. the other day as well, wasn't it? With the but Gran Turismo 5 7. Reviews, yeah, right? yeah, and that, that's what stole the show, wasn't it? Was the, the Gran Turismo trailer in there?
0: I've met the creator really? of, uh, of Gran Turismo. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I used to I work really, in video yeah. games in the UK with Motorsport, and we did a Gran Turismo, I think it was the 15th anniversary event for Gran Turismo, and uh, I met him there, which was awesome. It's really nice, got a photo with him. So he's a celebrity oh. to me in that respect. So if you had ever like, graduated from the SNES and the Wii to a PlayStation, and I think nearly anyone who had a PlayStation will know Gran Turismo. And then they no, would have no. learned about these Japanese cars and they would have known about Nissan Skylines. And of course, this toy line is called Mission GTR. And uh, it's because the only cars that are featured are the, the Nissan GTRs of the series, of which there were only four in 2013. And, and we got them all in Transformers GT. Mm. So it's a collaboration with Nissan as well, basically. So yeah, if yeah. this
1: if this had a cartoon, the theme tune would be that song that one song from Feeder. That was on the Grand Turismo soundtrack. That's the only song I remember from that soundtrack is Feeder. And I'm just gonna chuck in as many chances as I can to get Feeder references in for the rest of this See, episode. Yeah, I like
2: I like Feeder. I like I like the I, know, I like the band and I have a couple of their albums, so there you go. That's my uh, kind of peripheral, you know, knowledge of that. There you go.
1: I do remember listening to the um the Grand Turismo soundtrack on a CD player. Player player. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: oh, well oh. done, Ian. Well done. This is going to be his little. Oh, um, this is, is his middle. mission for the evening. Now, this is yeah. This is what he's going to do. That's it. i right, guys. See, see you on the next one. It's just the way he's feeling. <laughs> it's just <laughs> the way he's feeling. <laughs> you
0: can get in the bin as well, bloody hell.
2: Well, that's going to be it now. That's 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 become the mission for the evening. Is to tone get little, set. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To get little feeder references in there. I can't even tell you. Okay, so
0: back in 2013, um, I remember when this line launched, a lot of people just viewed it as a super expensive uh, set of four repaints that had no relevance to their collecting whatsoever. A lot of people will have had no knowledge of the race series and wouldn't have cared, even if they're kind of into this tradition of Transformers having accurate race car liveries like your wheel jacks and your smoke screens and your jazzes, your mirages. But these toys were a lot more expensive than alternative toys. Okay, they were presented beautifully, but there was a lot of negative reaction about them at the time. A lot of people just said, "I'm not interested in those. Why are these happening?" Uh, did you guys get interested in them at the time, or is it something you've come to in later years?
2: Definitely in later years for me. Definitely. Um, I think actually, Maz, To be fair, it was probably your photos originally that that kind of spun me on them. You know, I, I definitely. Uh, I mean, by the time of Alternity. Um, I, I didn't even get into alternative back when it was new, you know, from what was it, 2009 to 2012, I guess, and this was 2013. Mm-hmm. So right. yeah, no, it, it it wasn't a thing for me really at the time. It was just masterpiece, and that was that. So I might have seen them in pictures, but not really clocked them. And then I think it was reading your article actually, funnily enough, on TF Source that made me go, oh, these are quite nice. Uh, and then uh, when when you uh, eventually put your set up for sale that was when i was like yeah I'll, i want some of that i still don't know what i was thinking it's like it's one of those jrx moments like
0: what was i thinking and then of course you Maybe, offered yeah. them to me when you I did them.
2: yeah yeah I did. and again and, uh, what was I thinking <laughs> well i offered to as i recall i offered to to give them back to you for the same money that i had bought them which f- today from you'd, you from. you'd bite someone's yeah. hand off for that wouldn't you i got more for them from selling them on to someone else um, definitely um, but yeah I figured that was fair I remember at the time you were a bit kind of so-so on letting them go and what and one of the things was I said to you was well if ever you want them back uh, you know let's talk about it or whatever so which um, was super cool yeah. of you to be honest well no that's just what makes a for, mate isn't it that's you know that's how it is when did you rebuy them uh just recently, literally in the last since the Binaltech episode. It's <laughs> a kind of extension wow. of that, really. So talk, talk um, about the shockwaves that's sent through our collecting, right? Oh don't. Honestly, that was like a it always reminds me of that bit, I don't know if you watch Community, but there's a bit in, uh, it's a fantastic series anyway, but there's a bit in that with the Dean, the character of the Dean, where where he says, oh, I hope this doesn't awaken anything in me. And I always think of that quote when it comes to that Vinyl Tech episode, because it's just like, it just really kind of set the cat amongst the pigeons. But yeah, no, I, I picked up a couple of uh, alternative Toys, which continue to go for Peanuts and then actually it's it's shocking how cheap they are really it's ridiculous considering what nice toys they are i mean it's you know kind of a related topic not to get too far into alternative but they are lovely and uh then these guys um i don't know it's just that i got them all separately so it was obviously with you i got the set all in one go Mm. uh whereas this time i got them all separately from different sources uh japanese listings and things and they were not hard to find it was just a question of um i was going to say being patient but probably that it doesn't really, doesn't really apply considering how quickly I was able to pick them up. But yeah, I was just quite fortuitous that I saw different listings in different places kind of on, hmm. the, on the similar timeline. And, and here they are on the desk. I had a look today at
0: listings. And I remember when I was looking for the last little bits of the series, you know, stuff like paperwork and giveaways and flyers and things. Um, hmm. And there was like three to four pages of items. Now there's half a page. And I didn't even see all four characters. So I saw... One loose saber, about five boxed Maximus. I don't know why Fortress Maximus is by far the easiest to find.
2: I yeah, Ma- Maximus is really like he's he's plentiful actually. Yeah, like I, right. I saw him popping up, a Megatron to some extent as well. Uh, I saw one Prime, Megatron actually, Yeah, Convoy yeah. is yeah. Convoy. P- yeah, was no, actually you're right. It's far, Prime. It is Prime. It's it's yeah. yeah. Um, I think he's called both, isn't he? But yeah, the he was the hardest to find for sure um i actually had to to kind of you know go a bit out of my way for him but the others uh i think it was when saber just popped up it was like okay let's do this do you know what Mm. i mean let's let's just kind of get on this uh because i felt like i might not see another saber for that you know low price again anytime soon so it just seemed like mm, let's let's just do it i want them back so and no regrets no no it's uh i think
0: it's one of those where you get it in hand and you understand what the fuss is about
2: it really is. I think there's a lot of those toys that we talk about. I, I feel like I'm forever talking about toys that really need to be seen in hand to appreciate. Like I say this all the time about stuff like three uh, zero products mm-hmm. at the moment. You know, you need to see them in hand. I mean, we had, um, uh, I met up with, uh, a, a friend of ours recently and showed him, uh, one of those three zero toys and he was in hand, when I mentioned it to him before, he was like, meh. And when he saw it in hand, he was like, yeah, okay, I get it. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's very much the same with these uh, and alternative to some extent as well. And probably Binaltech. tech, because I think, uh, you know, if you've only ever collected alternators, for example, you might think, what's the big deal with vinyl tech? And, and I think it's when you see them and the paint and everything that you fully appreciate how beautiful they are. And, but these things are just, I mean firstly they're quite small aren't they? I mean obviously 132 scale as you said but even the robot modes are fairly dinky. That's where it stands apart from Masterpiece. It's like the car yeah. modes are the same but then
0: yeah, robot modes very different.
2: Yeah, they really are and stylistically hugely different as well. And they're definitely I think quite stylized robot modes like they I could imagine that's not going to be to everybody's tastes as well. I think certainly the like the head designs and stuff if you're expecting classic versions of these characters oh yeah we'll not... come to that we'll come to that yeah. yeah okay all right save that in the bag but you know they're they're but they're lovely toys and i, you know, I can't imagine wanting to part ways with them again anytime soon
0: and uh, liam you've just recently picked up your first one and i notice i say first one and not only
2: one <laughs> i'm i'm happy with my one you can't you cannot just have one of these honestly no. there's only four yeah exactly get exactly. the other three.
1: I picked up Fort Max because, even though he's the most plentiful one, he was the one I always wanted specifically. He's just got this beautiful paint deco, and yeah, I was really surprised because when it when they were first revealed and came out, I remember seeing them and liking them, but they were just more like a curio than anything else. And they, mm. I think they hit it at a weird time because it's when Masterpiece was taking off. Was, that, was it twenty fourteen yep. and
0: twenty and- twenty thirteen?
1: Yeah, see, it's that time, is it? Because even generations yeah. then is just starting to really take off as generations, wasn't it? So mm. it's this weird sort of nexus of a point where everything then was really focusing back to G1. So yeah. I was sort and, of rounding. Uh, Alternity
0: you know. was not the hot thing by any stretch at this point. Uh, and this was viewed as like alternative repaints.
1: Yeah, because in alternative things, they all, it, they look so different from what they were seen to be doing everywhere else at the time. And um, mm-hmm. it didn't feel like a major line, like Alternate as a binotech felt like a main line where Alternative, and then this always felt like a small little thing that was just happening through some deal somewhere that you didn't really quite understand. Yeah, but it was it, if you know if it was a magazine, they'd be like the very like last pages of a magazine, that kind of stuff. Is like this thing's coming out, you know, like. Video games, when there's always like this one last game that's coming out and no one ever cares. That's what they were like, even though they looked beautiful. they It was just like, oh, they're cool, but all this other stuff's happening and that's where my focus is right now. And so, yeah, at the time, I kind of, and I always regretted it. That was the worst part because they look so pretty. But um yeah, and I regretted it. And it was only through so that. Liam, Liam did.
2: Would, would you say then that you've come back around to the idea? <laughs> I just know he's got a list of feeder songs open
0: somewhere and he's just looking at opportunities to pop a title into Oh it.
2: yes, oh yes. S-
1: soon though, 6-0. Miles isn't going to want to talk about it anymore.
2: <laughs> His face, honestly, he's going to edit this as well, honestly. I- I'm actually not- just
0: disappointed I didn't Think faster and get my own list of feeder songs open so I could contribute as well. <laughs> Just gonna have to try and fit the word jaguar in somewhere at some point, aren't I? <laughs> it's,
1: it's literally the only one I remember, but I think it's also anyone anyone else remembers. <laughs> so, but um, no, yeah, this this toy line, like, it. I was so surprised when I finally got it in hand because it was one of those, you know, where you always are that close to buying it but you never do. It's like you see it a million times, yeah. you go to look for it, and you go, "Oh, I'm gonna buy it now." Then you look and you go, "Eh." A wait, or something. And this happened so many times. And it was that episode we did. Was it the BattleTech one? I think that's the one, wasn't it? Where
0: it finally... So that was your trigger as well?
1: Well, it was you guys sending me links, like 4,000 different links sort of things. things. That was the one that finally broke through the I deflector mean, shields. <laughs>
0: this is not an exaggeration for people listening. We do just bombard him with links like, Liam, check this out.
1: If if, you, if you've ever wondered what day-to-day triple takeover is like, it's Maz and Sixo sending me links to stuff and going, buy this, things that I really want. Then me <laughs> going, finding some reason to go, eh, no. Or me going, I'll check back in a bit and it's gone.
0: <laughs> I love that um, we've just, you know, two weeks ago, dropped the classics episode. And during the episode that people are listening to, 6 is saying, Yeah, you know, this is quite interesting. I don't really know much about it. Cards on the table. You know, I'm just looking at some of these toys. They're quite interesting. No, no, I probably won't buy any of them. And literally, like before the episode is dropped,
2: before the episode is dropped, his Twitter is full of like, here's the whole henke line. You know? <laughs> so like did, the I, next day, I, hang on, like, link, on, link, link, the link, the point link. Point of order. Point of order. At no point did I say, I'll never get any of these. That's not why I said I even said in the episode, I probably will get some of these at some point. I'm quite interested. And I did. You But again did. But again, they're, they're cheap as anything as well, aren't they? They're like absolute peanuts, those classic toys. Honestly, it's incredible. Uh, you can get sealed ones for, for like a, like a tenner almost. It's ridiculous. Uh, so why not? It's, and it's funny
0: how this line definitely hasn't gone that way. You know, classics yeah. was 11 toys. This was the same mould four times. But they haven't lost value. They've They've held the price really well. Yeah, they've gotten much more. I I bought them for like 55 quid each, I think, at the time. That was shipped. And that felt expensive at the time for what they were. Uh, But now, you, you know, you find them at that price and you need to jump...
2: Well that that was about what I, what I did? got for, say before that was that was and that was why I was like I'm not going to see this again for no, great that price that price in in you know in some time uh because yeah I, I think um maximus you can get for about that again but yeah the again convoy saber you might struggle with I think uh but you see them going for lots more as well like you see some listings for them that are ridiculous genuinely I mean I think they're mm-hmm. one of those aren't they that probably some sellers take advantage because you know if you've got all four in hand together they look kind of nice nice packaging you know Japanese as well so you know some people kind of hike the price up on Japanese stuff I think yeah you can definitely overpay for them
1: and there is always that element isn't there of things that weren't desirable at the time suddenly become much harder to find and it's always the price of that that seems to skyrocket because I don't remember these being like you know real hot sellers or things that people were desperate to buy.
0: They weren't. They really weren't.
1: I remember them hanging around for ages. Like, you could pick them up at retail price for a long, long time. And then um, now it's flipped. But its it always seems to be like that, doesn't it? It's always a thing people didn't want is then yeah. infinitely more expensive.
0: But I can't figure out why people would have now gone back to buy them. Because they didn't really fit with anything beyond alternative, And... I mean, it's not like the line continued the way Generations does and people maybe want to go back to the start of Generations or Masterpiece and people want to pick up what qualifies as vintage Masterpiece now or stuff like that. It's It was very much its own thing, which didn't get a, such a positive reaction at the time. A few of us thought they were gorgeous. Uh, and maybe people have finally got enough money together and, you know, just have a space in their collection for them now, had them on their list for years. But I don't really get why they would suddenly have become scarce because there were so many of them around people weren't buying
1: but do you do you think there's little this is like a thread that we have in this show i think where it's like at the time this came out the g1 stuff was still really building back up wasn't it Mm. whereas now it's very different like then it was a novelty still seeing these characters being produced now we've we're so used to it people are looking for different uh experience people have got older as well yeah like people like me like uh, looking at things we've skipped over for whatever reason you look mm. at them and you'll sample one or another because and i think that's what's happening with these they're an easy thing to look at and be like wow and it's there's such a weird sort of mystery of a thing almost because they're just so obscure and just really untouched almost
2: i can Im- i i totally think there's something in that i can totally see that um yeah that you know when these were first out there was a real hunger for for more classic Generation 1 stuff, wasn't there? And now that's so oversaturated that it's almost like, I, I can feel it in myself, you know, there was a point where all I really wanted was stuff in kind of classic G1 masterpiece style. And now I think I said to you the other day, both of you, that actually, for me, for the time being at least, I'd be happy if the only masterpiece releases we got were Beast Wars or the MPM stuff, just because I find it a little bit more different and I'm actually really enjoying collecting stuff like this that is a bit more uh you know is a bit different, is a bit funky, you know, quirky, whatever. Just because G1 is so kind of oversaturated now that it's yeah. like, I don't know. I, I I think I do see that with, an, with a few other people as well. Uh but I also think maybe there's something that, you know, the there are people that didn't pick them up at the time uh, you know that saw them maybe thought they were you know fun curio like you said liam but maybe they're just kind of coming back around to reappreciate them all those years later i don't know
1: and new people discovering them as well like because yeah. like back then i remember i just used to look at your photos all of the time your articles about them but there weren't that many other ones for for, for a long time like even if even when I got this, I went to YouTube to look up, like, just to follow some transformation steps because the instructions were a nightmare. So I thought, there are hardly any videos, and the only ones that are there are like filmed in Vaseline Cam from, and it looks like they were filmed in the 70s. Challenge accepted.
0: <laughs> well, it's about time. I mean, they do qualify uh, uh, as some of the most underdocumented, underappreciated Transformers toys. Hmm. And uh, I think it's about time we gave them some appreciation. So why don't we talk a little bit about? First impressions when you got the first one in hand, like what really struck you?
1: How small they were. I was I was unprepared for that, but I think it's because to, in my mind they're so linked to vinyl tech and alternators, even though you know they're not really. But there's there's so many similarities that they share, like the internals, the realistic car modes, all of that stuff. And so I was really struck by how small they were when it came. I thought, oh wow, it's it's almost like a deluxe car sort of that sort of yeah. size. So
2: yeah 124 to 132 doesn't sound like it's going to Mm -hmm. be such a stark contrast does it but it makes all the difference
1: yeah like even taking photos of the car mode with other toys like it just was really magnified how small it is but at the same time once i got straight past that it was how stunning they are because like the liveries are so it's something you're so not used to seeing on transformers which is strange considering how many cars there are how many race cars it's Like you think of Binaltech Smokescreen and that's still the go-to toy to think Mm -hmm. of with like a racing livery, isn't it? Because the other ones all occasionally have like the odd made-up sponsor like Masterpiece Smokescreen, for example. But it's not like a real race car. It's not like with the intricacy of this one, uh, for example, like Max, where it's just covered in sponsored. They're so small, they're almost unreadable, but they're there and it's... Yeah, it's it's, totally
0: faithfully recreated. Yeah, and it's... No misspellings. It it is the official sponsors because it's an officially licensed... By the race series product, yeah,
1: because it's even got like the Yokohama tires, and I was struck by how I was like, oh, Chelsea, you know, you know, my mind straight to football. <laughs> I was like, oh, can I keep it now? Because no, I know it's a Chelsea fan, <laughs> but um, yeah, it was that. It was genuinely like the car mode, and I didn't actually want to turn it into a robot. And that's the, one of the the first times. Like, normally I get a car yeah. or a toy, and I'm like, wow, that's great, mm-hmm. but I can't wait to get into a robot. This one I've held off for ages, and I almost didn't want to do it because I thought it's going to be so intricate and. I'm not going to be that keen to go back, but, but you had to in the end. But um, mm. yeah, spectacular. Just absolutely, I don't know. I was, I was actually more blown away than I, than I expected to be, if that makes sense. And you know how many times I've talked about these toys and like mm-hmm. wanting it and it being that like, oh, I can't wait. I'm excited to experience it or whatever. But um, yeah, it genuinely was even more wild than I expected to be, just on looks and how it felt.
0: Well, I asked Liam to give us his first impression of how amazing they are. And the first thing he said, they're small. So uh um, <laughs> can, you, can you do better?
1: Uh, well, let yeah, sell are.
2: them. <laughs> I think he's said a lot of nice things too. He but he's yeah, taller, they so are. they're
1: even smaller to him.
2: Hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. The big hands, yeah. They they are they are small, um, definitely. Uh, that was, I think, a bit of a thing for me initially as well, just because I'd never experienced Alternity at the time. So it definitely did feel like a, a total shift from... Vinyl Tech, which I was so familiar with, uh, so that is a thing. Uh, I think the first thing for me was just I don't know. Again, we've said it earlier, but you see these things in photos, uh, even photos as fantastic as yours, Maz, and there is still nothing that can quite prepare you for how mm. gorgeous they are in hand. Mm. Just because some of the details, as you, as you said, Liam, some of the the library, what have you, it's so small. I mean, I'm looking at the convoy now that's on my desk, and on his, uh, they're in robot mode at the moment, but on his chest. You know, you can read uh, Motul, you can read Bridgestone. The Bridgestone one is minuscule. The lettering is absolutely tiny, but it's very, very legible in my opinion. I mean, you, you can read all of it and there's just so much to look at. And I think uh, it's what you said, Liam. That was really my reaction as well, was that there's such nice car modes that you actually don't want to transform them. And that is rare for me as well. i got to be honest, I love uh, alternate forms on Transformers. I love car modes, but it's very often like, a, a kind of quick acknowledgement and then okay let's get this thing into robot mode whereas these are these are some of the toys that actually i you know i almost appreciate them more in car mode than i do in robot mode they're just that nice uh so the paint everything um but it it does happen that i do really enjoy transforming them as well so that helps
0: i think for me uh the main thing i noticed well first of all the packaging was a real was real beautiful packaging really eye-catching stunning very busy but very cool. And Liam, you mentioned on a, on a previous episode how them being in car mode from the top kind of reminded you of like a retro video game, which which is kind of cool as well. Just kind of plays into the whole GT vibe. For me, uh, when I took it out of the package, it was the the smell of the tires, the rubber tires, and also the smell of like the model paint that was used to paint them really stands out in my memory and, uh, and I don't know if that's something that endures after the toy has been opened and whether it's secondhand or after all these years, but the smells really struck me on those figures. And for you guys who can't see, both Liam and 6.0 are now smelling their Transformers yeah, GT toys I, on camera. I, I
2: mean, a good little sniff there, but I, th- I think it's, it's The magic dissipated. tree of Transformers. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, I'm not surprised it dissipated, honestly. I think so. Yeah. But at the time that was the that was the first reaction and I was like oh this this is amazing and just before I got high off the smell you know I took <laughs> the toy out but yeah the the size if you're not familiar with alternative yeah I think that would have got me as well but the just the presentation of them and yes being a being a racing car geek I was slightly annoyed at the fact that they hadn't remolded these cars to be like the real racing cars because they are way lower to the ground way lower like noticeably different looking cars this is like a blocky road car with the kit on and so that they, is are not different. What, they are absolutely different the, if you look up a real gt500 uh your one is team condo so you look up the team condo gt500 gtr and it's it looks like a race car properly aerodynamic totally bespoke for the racetrack is not an adapted car silhouette it's just it's bespoke so that was One thing I was expecting, like, oh, I don't know how into this I'm going to be, but yeah, in hand, sure, it's just alternative prime remolded with race car bits, but so wow, so I can understand why they. I can't imagine what these would have cost if they'd made bespoke molds for them. We would have been into like three figures probably, but uh, yeah, it was it was the presentation and the smells that got me initially.
1: That's that's something we haven't actually. I don't think we've ever spoke about that on this podcast. Have we? The smells of toys and stuff, because even that is quite a big part of collecting, isn't it? Like when you open like a toy for the first time, there's always that that waft of uh, <laughs> that of fresh plastic. <laughs> Especially G <G1> one <laughs> right. car.
0: People were talking about G one cars back in the late nineties and early two thousands, like with reissues. Like when you'd open a fresh reissue, you'd have that rubber tyre smell again. And yeah, obviously that stuff dissipates over time, so you just hear it less and less these days.
1: Yeah. But it was. That's definitely a thing. It definitely, no matter how much Sixer doesn't believe it.
2: Absolutely, yeah. No <laughs> smells of toys. Definitely.
0: So let's talk a bit more about the specifics of the toys. Uh, and obviously, we've said they're not G one, but there are a lot of G one inspired features on these toys. Just, even if it's just the color chosen, the main colors of the toys, like you know. Prime is still very much red and blue. Megatron is silver. Uh, Max has a lot of green, dark blue, and, you know, kind of red highlights as well. And uh, Sabre is very blue, white, and red, but mostly blue because of the cars chosen. But let's talk a little bit about, like, the actual features of these toys in terms of what they come with. They, you know, they all come with the, a little GT sister minifigure, which we'll come onto later. But uh, one of the things really impressed me was the accessories being race car themed. Is that something you guys yeah. noticed? Oh, definitely.
1: I was blown away by uh, Max's sword becoming like the uh, little lift. For,
0: uh, the Jack uh, here. Yeah. The Master Jack sword, it's called.
1: Mas- Master Jack. Oh, hello, Master Jack.
2: That's, <laughs> like, yeah. Like Never Ritchie thought Rick. of that, but just, just saying it out loud, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly where my mind went. The Master Jack sword. Yeah, it does sound a bit funny when you put it that way. That's probably one of the coolest accessories, actually. I think because what Megatron's got like a uh, little—it's like a little fire extinguisher thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's his fire Um,
0: extinguishing uh, fusion cannon. (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. That's kind of cool. Uh, and then what is convoys? Is it, it's not just Prime's like a is a gun. wheel
0: gun. It's a wheel gun, right? right so it's for it. removing wheel nuts on the tires during a pit stop. And remember, they yeah, were like advertised okay. with this whole dream pit stop scene. Was one of the things that was mentioned in the paperwork, where you'd have like with each release, you'd get another part of the puzzle. So Prime had the wheel gun. Uh you had the gas fill blade with saber, which was sort of like a yes. sword you'd use to f- to put petrol in the car. And then you you've got the jack with um, You need that at right the minute in this country. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna yeah, <laughs> well, very topical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah, and Megatron's there quite ironically, with a fusion cannon that's a fire extinguisher to put out the fire in case anything goes wrong. So you could actually set up a full pit stop scene with the with the figures and the
2: and the accessories that came with. So, so I, he I always have
1: been. That. A legit fire chief. that's what.
2: Yeah. Wow. I, I think I can imagine there'll be like a lot of fun with having a lot of different accessories with these. It is a real mm. shame that it only ever got to four. It's toys, true. your Four figures. I mean, it could have you know, run and run and run, run, but I love the idea of like a little base set up for them with lots of different little accessories. And uh, I mean, you know, it's, it's more your world than mine, Maz. I'm not into, to racing of that kind really, but, uh, or, or the old, um, what's it called, Gran Turismo or whatever, but uh, it, it's, uh, you know, it'd still be fun to see and I, I would go nuts for that from a photography perspective.
0: It was fun, I remember putting a Prime's trailer in, in a photo and having like one of them roll off just like you would unload a team truck when it arrives at a race circuit, so that was that was super fun.
1: Could you imagine like a a Prime's trailer that's like a proper team truck, you know, like the ones where they extend yeah, from the side, nice. or even like a like a little garage or something, you know, like a MicroMaster style base, but for these Perfect. cars it transforms into like the whole pit lane or whatever. That sort of.
0: That would be so much fun. And of course, um, there was a fifth toy as well, which wasn't in scale with them. But, you know, the little safety car, which is kind of what you need for a race scene. But we'll come back to that. Uh, what about like features on the toys? Like what really stood out to you when you when you looked? OK, we talked about the car modes and how they were like super accurate and detailed and, and the smells. But what about the robot modes? Like what really stood out to you as robots? Because I'm guessing... I don't know. Did you guys experience these before Alternity? Or did you already have alternative yeah, toys before these?
2: very much before Alternity. For me, hmm. the one thing that really stood out was the seats on the arms... Right. Uh, is super cool. So I love the way that the this, the back of the seats fold out into blasters, mm-hmm. and that that's on that's on their forearms. I think that's really cool, and obviously that's a feature that they all have in common. Uh, and the, the, then you can fold the blasters away as well. Mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for anything like that. Like I've always yeah. loved the pop up arm cannons on Optimus Primal's design. So to see it done here, I think is a really neat touch. And considering how small the robot modes are, I think it works exceptionally well. Uh, I really love the way that the kind of auto transform happens mm-hmm. yeah. um it, it very cool very weird as well the first time you experience it and again having not had uh, i do have it now but alternative convoy uh previously i was com- like completely unprepared for it the first time it happened it's like what's going on you know you just start kind of twisting the the bonnet and everything down and suddenly the whole thing is moving and kind of coming together to form the robot mode kind of abdomen and everything it's really quite weird but very very cool and i do think uh you know we'll talk about it in a bit more more detail maybe but i do love the transformations on these toys i think it's exceptional and i really like the way that the heads turn around to form the engines as well i think that's very cool
0: yeah i'd forgotten about the engine thing actually
2: yeah 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 the heads because the heads rotate don't they mm-hmm. uh and then and obviously the back of the head is essentially the top of the engine uh so the, so it, and again i think it's um from memory uh, i need to remind myself but i think it's uh, part of the kind of auto transform that the head kind of pops up as you sort of bend the chest it does that i remember yeah.
0: i remember it working really well on my prime but not on my saber so it wasn't consistent between releases there was definitely some of the ones i had the automorph worked really well and it's like i remember we really had to pinch it to make it work as well the the two two halves of the of the bonnet
2: yeah it's uh, the there was one of mine i can't remember which where actually getting the fronts of the cars the sort of outer sides to come forward and meet in the middle is a bit more of a faff than on yep. the other three i can't remember which one it is but this last time transforming them i was like oh this is significantly more difficult than mm. uh than the others uh, yeah. and the 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 legs are quite difficult to transform uh liam i know you had a, a bit of a, a mare with that didn't you
1: oh yeah my um my twenty-five percent of the toy line was a nightmare when it came to that. <laughs> like, like, oh god! Like, it almost turned me against the toy. I, I, I was getting so worked up and wound up because it just, you know, when a toy just doesn't make logical sense to you at all, and you know you're missing something obvious, but you just cannot, like, work it out. No matter how many photos I looked at, no matter how many you sent me and stuff, it just kept feel, feeling like I was missing this one crucial thing. And, and then it went together, and I was like, oh, oh. Yeah.
0: And so you've yeah. you've never struggled with it since it was just like once you got it, it's it's never presented a problem.
1: No, no, I've never transformed it back in fairness <laughs> out of terror, but um, it was those legs were just. I yeah. think the
2: the transformation to car mode is easier personally. Like I I really love the transformation to car mode, but yes, the transformation to robot mode of the legs is a bit daunting still. Like I I know where everything goes now, but it's because. A lot of it is clear plastic, so there are a couple of clear plastic hinges. And it's hinges super in tight. Those clear plastic hinges yes. that
1: don't look like they should bend, and
2: yeah, they do. There's, there's, there's the bit that that tabs in that kind of holds all the leg together, and that tab requires a little bit of force. I would say that is a bit. That's the bit that makes me a little yeah. bit nervous. So I think when you when you know what you're doing and you can apply pressure in the right place and take it really carefully, fine. But yeah, the first time is a bit like, Ooh, what's going on here? Uh, and as, as as you said, there are no videos or anything online. So. No.
1: I mean, I mean that was it as well. So there's, there's some of these things where they're so tight, they snap when they move as well, which is quite jarring, you know, because of how tight they are. So it's like, because there's paint in there as well and stuff. And so mm-hmm. when they move, they don't, it's not like they're just tight and you move them. Like that. There's a definite sort of snapping effect. You know what I mean? Where they don't actually break, but it's got that sort of jarring. You have to put that amount of force. And then when you do it, you're kind of like really shocked by how much it required and it's it's not broken. It's fine, but it feels like that, and it kind of sets you up a little bit on edge, almost. But um, I remember like the auto transforming the chest. I didn't know it was there at all, and so when it happened, I was just my face lit up because so I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> it was a complete surprise, and it happened as I was transforming it. And I thought I would broke the toy for a moment because I wasn't prepared. I was just pinching it, and it did it. And I was whoa, but yeah. So that was that was really cool. But yeah, the legs. I still I keep looking at going. I really want to get it back to car mode, but I just. I'm I'm not brave enough for it at the moment.
2: Uh, as I say, I I totally maintain that the transformations car mode is more fun personally. Like I I really really like transforming it, and it's it's been my experience with um alternative convoy, and uh, I've got alternative black convoy as well, and I love transforming those toys as well. It's essentially the same thing, obviously, but it's just I don't know. There's something very satisfying with how the the car tabs together. It's Actually, I'd go out on a limb and say this one of the most satisfying transformations I've remembered in recent years, just because everything clicks together perfectly in car mode, literally perfectly. And the, the, I don't know, if you compare that to like recent toys like Earthrise Prowl, for example, it's just night and day, honestly, you know, with, with, or like the Earthrise. Uh, battle chargers which just are kind of squishing together and never kind of nothing kind of tabs satisfyingly this is the absolute opposite end of that for me
1: yeah that's like that does sometimes feel like a lost art doesn't it like toys that really tab like you're saying there with the battle chargers and like oh it's just a very unsatisfying experience those sort of toys aren't they when you get them into the car mode and it's just pulling apart and there are bits and no matter you spend more time sort of squishing it hoping it's going to go together whereas these don't yeah
2: yeah. I have a I have a real thing about it. Like I, I often get into conversation with people online about um transformations because you know a lot of people have a thing about complicated transformations and oh you know that's going to be a nightmare. And I'm always like, well, I don't think you can really judge because until you get it in hand because complicated transformations for me aren't inherently a nightmare because I think you can have complicated toys that are still fun to transform because of how they're designed and they've got that kind of fluidity to them and that grace and if everything tabs together nicely and slots exactly where it's supposed to when you move stuff it's not an issue whereas actually you can get much more simple uh, toys with simpler conversions like the battle chargers that are very very simple indeed but no fun because nothing goes as it's supposed to nothing squishes together right it's all very kind of loose and squidgy and fiddly and you know uh whereas i i think these are relatively complex transformers for their size i think they are complex transformers yeah. for their size but everything tabs together beautifully uh, and, it, and it just glides into place so nice that I think do you find
0: fun. that on all four of the ones that you own and all or eight really considering the ones you had before
2: uh going back into car mode yeah for sure okay. i think yes the the leg transformation into robot mode is 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 a thing for sure that's a little bit of a ooh, you know a bit hair raising at times but going back into car mode great fun in my opinion
1: but um yeah that's the way they tab together securely as well it's like it's so well done because like when i took it out it's like i know it turns into a robot but with, like we were saying about in Binaltech and autonite is when you look at them there's you can't see all the time, like especially with the way the panel lines on this work. There's a lot of it that yes. just looks like car detailing and it's like that. And it's um I like that where there's always a little bit of doubt that so you you know, but it sells you on the illusion, if that makes sense. It's like it's like um I watch wrestling and I know wrestling isn't real, but where I really like what? it <laughs> yeah, yeah, someone's like, It's real to me, damn it. But where I really <laughs> like it is where I'm watching it and the story is good enough that it takes my mind out of it. And I forget that what I'm not forget, but you know, I'm like kind of sucked into it enough to, for there to be an element of diet. I'm like, are these people really fighting? And it's the same with this. That's one of the things I love about transformers like this is that there's this moment where I'm like, does it actually turn into a robot? Cause it's so well concealed and hidden. And there's so much yeah, thought I, I into where those that. joins go like that.
2: Yeah, I would agree with that. The car modes are so nicely done and you're right. All of the joints, all of the joints and things, the panel seams are really nicely hidden. uh i think it's yeah expertly done
1: yeah because too often that sense of illusion is not really prioritized is it in toys like it's Mm. often a good robot mode or a good car mode or something like that or sometimes you get both but it's not there's no real inkling to sell you that one of them that the vehicle mode is real if that makes sense
0: do you think the design of these toys and like alternative prime or convoy in general would need to change at all to work successfully at Binaltech scale of 124 do you think there's enough complexity in the toy to be completely translatable to a larger toy
2: I think for Binaltech it would work fine that's my opinion but I think uh, Binaltech varied quite a bit didn't it between Mm -hmm. very simplistic transformations up to some relatively complex ones like Mirage and things like that I think these are probably uh, in terms of Binaltech they're definitely way more complicated than some of the simplest ones uh, like I would say, streak or smokescreen is kind of probably on the simpler end in in some respects, but but it's not probably as complicated as some of the most complicated mm-hmm. um, vinyl tech or alternator stuff. So I think it would be absolutely fine. I think um, maybe what you get would be you know moving hands, whereas these have just got molded hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they're a little bit larger, then they probably have you know some articulation in the hands. Uh, maybe a little bit more ankle tilt would be nice because mm-hmm. um, they don't have the the greatest degree of ankle tilt um you know but they're made out of the back seats aren't they the feet which is another little <laughs> cool feature i really like that as well um but yeah no you know i think especially if they were made now you would get obviously not in vinyl but if they were made now you'd get a little bit more um articulation out of them maybe but even then it's still pretty good
1: i was really surprised by how unlike Binaltech they were like i like visually like with the cockpits and all that sort of other details it's so similar and in step but like transforming them i was surprised by how intricate they were you know compared to like Biontech, it's a lot of big pieces moving parts yeah definitely whereas this has so many little intricate ones
2: i think the design of them the, the robot mode looks super different to Biontech as well it's kind of um it's got uh like Biontech has got that really kind of classic chunky g1 this to it doesn't it where it's like the whole bonnet is the chest and things like that you know blocky legs straight lines angular uh whereas this does have the bonnet chest it does have the door wings but there's almost a kind of um i'm gonna say it but people are not gonna like it but there's almost a kind of movie verse quality to them in some respects you know like the legs for example has got that really kind of uh intricate detailing to it all over the place there's a lot of like greebles on areas such as the thighs uh, and the shins and the knees, uh, you know, even in, in the kind of like svelte nature of the arms and things like that, that it kind of feels like the car bits is kind of like armor that they're wearing somehow. Um, and, I, and I think it, that is very different to the design of Binaltech, which was more kind of classic, if anything.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that you mentioned the door wings. That's a great example because the door wings, one of my favorite things was how they slotted back and they, yes. they sort of... Um, What's the word? Not retract, but they they sort of tuck in behind the shoulders if you do it right, and they sort of flick up a little bit. And that is definitely very movie Camaro concept bumblebee sort of thing to me, yeah. uh, and a lot less the Binaltech G1 just sort of flap, you know, and there they are as a massive feature that changes the silhouette. These attempted to make the toy more slender. And and that's exactly what the chest is doing as well. Like you said, the chest is deliberately slimming down to maintain proportions instead of just sitting there as a massive Nissan GTR chest in in robot mode. They did go to those lengths at this smaller scale, so I definitely agree with that. Uh, We were talking about the arm blasters. Did you both notice how cool it was that while they are on all four of them, the ones on Maximus completely call back to G1 Maximus with the little double red blaster that comes out of his very dark blue forearms?
2: Yes, I spotted that. It's a super cool little touch. So I love that Maximus Deco anyway, just because yep. it's it's the most out there of all of them, really. Like even Saber um, is a bit off the wall, but it's still very recognizable. Maximus is the one that you could be forgiven. You could look at it and think, who is this? You know, like, is mm-hmm. it, it's, it's what? Because um, it doesn't, you know, the green and things like that are a bit of a um bit left field, aren't they? But little things like that really kind of sell it.
0: I I do wonder because they only had 4 realistic GTR liveries to choose from in the race series at that class and the red one was always going to be Optimus the silver one I guess I mean they really lucked out with what was available that year because it could very easily have been the year where there was a bright yellow one because there was a yellow hat Nissan GTR and that would have been one year either side or something and they didn't pick that one uh so they kind of lucked out in what there was and seeing a white and green one Knowing that they were gonna go for really big name characters, yeah, it's a it's a really good choice to have gone with Maximus for that. I agree with that.
1: Did you say yellow hat?
0: Yeah, the yellow hat.
1: What 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 does that mean?
0: It's just a sponsor. It was um it was a sponsor that was the the main sponsor of one of the Nissan teams, and as a result, the car's entire livery was bright yellow. Ah, so the red one is the uh, the Motul Ortec gtr that's the prime one and there's the calsonic blue one and the green one is the team condo advan one which it says all over it advan so it's just there then the sponsor the title sponsor gets gets its name just before the the team name
1: Ah, uh, see so you know me my mine went to do you remember jennifer yellow hat and billy yeah, blue Roger red hat Straight roger away thinking, <laughs> is there a subline of Trump's i've missed because i need
0: those <laughs> i never thought roger red hat was going to find its way into into this <laughs>
2: podcast but there you go should know anything's not really off limits is it so, <laughs> uh, but no I, I love maximus i think it's a really as i say really left field really kind of unusual one uh, i can see why it's the one that appealed to you Liam. um you know just as it being so, so eye-catching and everything uh, and i do think it's a cool one to get if you were only to get one even though you should get all four really uh if you were only to get one it's a good one to go for just because it's so distinct uh, but yeah those little red blasters are a very cool little touch <laughs> the transformers will return after these messages right well it's that uh, part of the episode where we talk about our sponsor so we're going to do a little segment on that and as ever we're going to take a look at tfsource.com who sponsor the pod thank you very much to them still sponsoring us after we made all those pipe and bone jokes a couple of episodes back so you gotta hand it to them don't you they're really uh gonna, you know, they've not, not flushed us away that, yet so, that's good. <laughs> i don't
0: see any toilets on the front page this week
2: yeah, no, I don't see. Them. I'm having a look there now to see what they have got in stock, and no toilets there. Sorry, Liam, have you bought them all? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I have
1: a, a collection of toilets now. I love how we all gone straight there, like straight to the
2: <laughs> toilet humour. Yes, I'm sure they're thrilled to be known for that right <laughs> <Yes>. now. <laughs> Liam's the one that collects them, so what can you say? But uh, they have got a couple of things in there at the moment that caught my eye. Actually, I noticed that they've got those um, uh, KFC ape face and Snapdragon uh Kingzilla and King Gorilla. They've done new cartoony versions of them, which is really kind of unprecedented, but uh, they've (laughs) got pre order.
0: Silver turned white. I know. Real invented.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's a bit simplistic. But that's the (laughs) colour that they realistically should have been to begin with. But it was, you know, kind of during that phase where KFC had a bit of a habit of doing just like weird colours on stuff. It's like they've got a great design but we'll do it in silver instead. of How the long has that it been? Because
1: really they've got their hands full of all that chicken, aren't they?
2: You uh, <laughs> When people make that joke every time, I'm like, oh, uh, okay, uh, yes, I am the voice of <laughs> the yeah. right. Uh Right. D- it's been a long time. Yeah, it's been maybe five or six years, I guess. I don't know. That's not, mad. Maybe I'm exaggerating a little. Maybe four years. I don't know. I've not. I've not really kept. Oh, that's
0: fine. Though. Four years is fine. Yeah. 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 So that's <laughs> that's I mean, totally
2: reasonable. <laughs> five. That last but week. That was where the line was, five years. That was, you know, outrageous. But four, okay, acceptable. They've also got, have you seen that um, uh, TFC toys, the repaint of their uh, their ST Commander? Have you seen that one, the orange thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah, what I'm yeah. talking about? I think I sent a picture the other day. It's like a like a, I don't really know what's going on with it, but they've repainted it into orange and red and given it a new funky head, um, which Is I Is that the one honestly... that's called
0: Monkey King Sun Go Kong?
2: That's the one, yeah. That's the, ne- That's the one. So, is it
1: related... Well, you said you didn't know. I was just going to say, is it related I've to no the idea. Monkey King story or something like that? Uh, uh,
2: maybe? What is that? Is that a computer game? No, it's like a classic Chinese <laughs> fable, isn't it? You know, Journey to oh, the is West. Oh, it? Okay. I honestly don't know. I'm did completed- you never watch the
1: TV show Monkey, like, as a as a kid? No. I did. Yeah, see, cause you're cool. We are the same person, so... <laughs> <laughs> the same day.
0: no no don't you know sixo and i are the same person that, oh, that's yeah, been sorry, established sorry.
2: <laughs> yes that's the that's the running rumor isn't it so it's really just one of us doing voices on the <laughs>
1: <laughs> i keep wondering why i can't see you both with the metallic sheen on screen.
2: oh no i think all three of us is just one person just putting on a i'd do a little bit of a nottingham twang every so often <laughs> your secret northern roots <laughs> yes indeed uh, but yeah, they got some nice stuff. What, what's catching your eyes at the moment?
0: I just saw that they have the Generations Sandstorm in stock, and that was something I actually really wanted to get because I used to have that um, Desert yeah, Ramjet prototype. Yeah, the test shot. So that that's still something I kind of like. And I also noticed the uh, the Puffer and Road Ranger.
2: I was going to comment on that. That's super cool. I cannot believe they've done a Puffer no, in I, I, I still as can't. As and called it Puffer. Just, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Called
1: it Puffer as well.
2: It's mad, isn't it? So absolutely mad. I was really pleased to see that. F- oh, we don't really need to go into it, but finally properly unveiled after all the nastiness with the uh, the initial reveal, which was just well, anyway, it's a whole horrible thing, isn't it? But- you know
1: what's funny they is they haven't actually announced pipes yet
2: uh I mean, they they're waiting for a second no, pipe obviously. I, don't, I don't
1: think they've officially revealed pipes he's been leaked but oh, right, okay. i don't think we've actually seen it this is the first time we've seen leaky, all, so leaky pipes
2: you say leaky pipes <laughs>
1: Leaky, leaky pipes. so it's all about that ghost watch pipes do you remember him that's the toy i
2: want no what's ghost watch no pipes? no literally no oh idea what that's about so, someone
1: out there is just traumatized now Now i've mentioned that is
2: it a, is it a computer game <laughs> <laughs> Is it a football team? <laughs> yeah, <indeed>, a <yeah. laughs> whole range of topics that I know nothing about. There so are genuinely
1: people now screaming, going, oh my God, not Ghostwatch. They can
2: scream away, that's <laughs> fine. So. Uh, but this is a sponsor segment, so let's get yeah. back to it. What's caught your eye, Liam?
1: At the moment, um, I'm quite looking forward to the Studio Series toys. You've know, seen the Perceptor. been seeing more films. Uh, that? Oh, yeah. yeah, that looks nice. looks amazing. That, that, looks, that looks really amazing. good. It's got tank
2: mode as well. So. I, I keep seeing pictures, people keep posting, of Retgar. Uh, which of course they've got in stock at the moment as well, I think. I've got Redgar, he's great. That looks that looks incredible. That looks really, really cool.
1: Yeah, so there's a lot of those. Um I think that's it at the moment. There's a lot of sort of upcoming Kingdom toys, Slammer, stuff like that. I'm not sure yeah. if he's up for pre order yet. But I I assume TF Source will have him when he comes out.
2: Oh, they will do, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I did I did notice that they've got uh the fans toys, iron diebots, some of them coming back into stock as well, reissues. And that's Stormpool. Really yeah. Stomp was amazing. That's a wonderful a toy. toy. Really, really good toy.
1: Uh, but uh, They've also got the Wave, haven't they? Because I saw them advertising it on Twitter, I believe.
2: Yeah, what fans toys?
1: Yeah. Is it a video <laughs> game? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is, Is it a KFC <laughs> menu?
2: <laughs> Is it Michael Aspel? No, no. <laughs> Is it a feeder song? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All of the above. But, uh, well, that's going to do it for our <laughs> TV source... <laughs> Sponsor segment, I'm sure. Uh, very professional as always. Ultra slick on the old yep. pod. Get, uh, I don't know, man. What, what can I say? Every, every Brought to you by time... Sixo, aka Maz, aka Toybox Box Soapbox.
0: Yeah, indeed. And so Michael Aspel. Every time we do one of <laughs> these, on. I,
2: end up, I end up thinking that it might be the last one. So <laughs> <laughs> let just have to tune in next time and see. Did you say you, Michael Sophie? Aspel?
0: I know what you're talking about now. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <A> oh.
1: Click.
2: <laughs> Sorry. Now you're
0: going to have nightmares.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, this has been our TFSource sponsor <laughs> segment, so uh, we'll we'll wrap that up there. Uh, hope you've enjoyed it. Thank you very much to them for sponsoring this lunacy. Uh, it's really very kind of them. And do check them out, tfsource.com, as uh, as we keep saying, they've got you covered for all your Transformers and third-party needs and some older stuff as well. It's where Maz bought all his GT toys, after all, and uh, they do some old stuff as well. So, yeah, do check them out, tfsource.com.
1: Well, now I'm thinking, is it Parkinson? <laughs>
2: We now return to the Transformers.
0: And let's talk head sculpts.
2: Well, they're, they're unusual, aren't they? As I said, they're... um. I think my first one that I remember seeing was Convoy. And uh, I, I wasn't quite prepared for the little uh, kind of shield that he's got over mm. the top of his head. That the visor. Like, yeah. Helmet visor, like, basically. W- what's going on there? Do you know what I mean? And it, it's the fact that it, it can't move as well. So it's just kind of like plonked yeah. on top of his head. Um, and then they've all got little, um, uh, mics. Like, uh, yeah, little mouthpiece, kind of ma- yeah. Ma- Madonna mi- mouthpiece mics. Don't I, they? I love it's that. It's
1: so a GT can phone home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my we God. we, sh- we shouldn't have recorded on a night where I have to come back from college. This is me now. Just like...
0: <laughs> but didn't you, didn't you love that about how race themed it was? <laughs> all right. Let's, let's, let's give Sixo <laughs> a chance to enjoy this.
2: <laughs> That got me, man. I don't know what to tell you. That got me. Well done. Thank that that you.
0: needs to be a piece of merch. GT phone home and they just <laughs> picture the head sculpt. <laughs>
2: That's inspired. Well
0: done. Well... Excellent. But wasn't that cool though? That they had their mouthpiece for the pit to car radio, and then like the head sculpt was like a helmet with the visor. It was the proper yeah, bought I...
2: into the race theme here. They they really leaned into it, which I which I admire. I think the first time I I'm not gonna lie, the first time I saw the convoy head sculpt, I was like huh okay that's going to take a minute to get used to uh, i think the one i fell in love with immediately was saber which i think yep. is super cool head sculpt um really nice because it's it's quite clear what it's meant to be um quite weird that it's saber not star saber but it's got right. star saber's head so that's a, bit right. of a weird one um because uh who is it i, I can't remember someone recently was really um it was during all the all the chatter about um the, the new haslab star saber victory saber and uh, i made a point about oh because they were saying oh you know we've we've never done any japanese toys before and it's like mm, you have though haven't you really like you've done a lot <laughs> let's be fair you've done a lot over the years uh it's not even you know uh, anyway that's a whole thing but I, I was pointing out that there have been some uh some other star saber toys as a, not to do with that but just as a separate and mentioned the gt one and someone was very quick to point out to me that it was supposed to be saber not star saber it's right. like, well, firstly they're the same guy, but that's let's put that in the bin for a second. Somebody's but, read too much of the TF wiki again. Yeah, no, right. It's like such a pointless <laughs> it's like one of these oh, I don't know, it's the it's the whole kind of um like jinrai explaining thing again, isn't it? It's Correctile just, dysfunction. Yes, indeed.
1: <laughs> indeed. <laughs> that's a yeah. t shirt with Pelite. You've, <laughs> you've been waiting to no! get that one in. <laughs> Not been, <laughs> cool.
0: Too soon. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Brilliant.
1: that's the halloween episode <laughs> yeah uh,
2: but you yeah, know it's the fact that it's got star saber's head sculpt but it is specifically meant to be saber you know the smaller robot um so that's just always a bit, a bit of a weird one for me but i really love that head sculpt i think it's super cool the maximus one is again doesn't look a lot like fortress maximus necessarily but it's kind of got enough of a cue in there oh, i think and it does i, th- I think it's bang yeah. on almost
0: it's definitely the vibe it? it's like we talked about alternators mirage definitely not being accurate to original g1 mirage but the character sure. was there
2: sure yes i would agree with evocative. that the character's there it's evocative yes it's evocative it's not it's not spot on but yes it's got the right shape it's got the eyes it's got the little kind of thing you know in the mouth so there's enough there for you to go okay but i don't know if i if i just looked at it without you saying to me this is who it is if i just looked at it i don't know if i would get that it was maximus um, but it's still pretty cool but megatron's a nice one as well i think it's really convoy for me that just took a minute but i do like it now
1: yeah i think that's my favorite one of the lot as well is the optimus one because it's you know you're so used to seeing that same g1 optimus head sculpt in very slightly different ways but this one's it looks quite different it's got a lot it's got the hallmarks but without being that similar if that makes sense and it's just it's nice seeing that in a different sense. it's got because you forget sometimes how sort of like Japanese robot E the Optimus Prime Face is. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like when you see it in that in like a slightly different context.
0: Yeah, I think isn't that really nicely reflected in the new Takaratomi Diaclone Battle Convoy yeah. VMAX? That's really that point is really nicely reflected in how Japanese super robot-like it looks, even though it's Prime's head, it's the origin of Prime's head. But I really like Megatron's head sculpt. I think they absolutely yeah. nailed that. Yeah. And all of the head sculpts have a very distinct Transformers GT identity, just to make it stand out. And everything about this toy line makes it stand out. Yeah, it's just alternative Prime remolded four times the same way with different colors. And it's almost super unimaginative. But then everything they've added to these toys makes them imaginative. Every opportunity they had to make it stand out, they took.
2: I completely agree with that because it's not like just looking at them now all four of them you know even the paint you know very often when you get repaints and things like that the the paint is applied in the same places just in different colors so it's like Mm. the same uh the same paint scheme if you like but just you know it's like where in one toy it would be blue here it's red but the the actual paint layout is the same that's not the case with these so i mean you already mentioned about maximus's guns Mm. being different you know whereas actually on the other three they're is it the on Megatron as well? Yeah, on the, on the other three, they're the same colour. The guns to the to the seats, mm. but you know, just looking at it now, like on Saber, for example, he's got little yellow highlights on his knees, whereas the others. Uh, actually megatron has red highlights on his knees but the maximus and convoy don't have that uh you know on saber he's got little uh, bits on his crotch area are painted whereas the others uh, again i think maximus has it but convoy doesn't so it varies uh, each one you know differently saber has painted um kind of toes if you like because mm-hmm. the the seats are a two tone uh, that's the only one that does it there so again it, there's just these are just examples off the top of my head, but there are numerous things like that across the four that are inconsistent, uh, and I think that's super cool. And then, of course, there's the library, which you know really makes them stand out. Uh, but I just think, yeah, there, there was a lot of just an incredible amount of attention to detail with all Agreed. four of these. That yes, although it's the same to- toy essentially four times over, and it's a previous mold, at no point am I sitting there going, you know, this is a bit boring.
1: That's that's one of the. Most striking things about these toys is to quote a hero of mine. They don't ever feel like they spared any expense, do they? Like everywhere you look with the deco, like the paint, it's yes. everywhere it is, you feel like it's there for a, a purpose. It doesn't feel like you're looking at it going, ah, oh, they've taken that off or they've mo- removed something that should be there. Like I get that a lot with generation toys. So if you look at something and you can see something should have been there, but it isn't. And you can yeah. see where they've skipped it for budgetary reasons. But here, no matter where you look, it feels everything feels purposeful and deliberate it doesn't feel like anything's been left off and it, even if it was you wouldn't notice because there is just so much going on
2: yeah they've they've all, they've almost got that kind of um that sort of hand painted quality to them you know that attention to detail like if so if you said to someone can you customize this for me this is the kind of level that you would imagine you might get back
0: yeah it's definitely a model kit level detail on that yeah. And, uh, I mean, you mentioned them there, but got to reiterate, how cool are seat guns on their own? Seat guns and seat feet and visor helmets with mouthpieces. And it's hard to remember that all of these toys, these four, were not released at the same time. They were staggered. Hmm. So I think the last one came out in September. Maximus came out in September of 2013. So... It wasn't like, um, oh, here we go. Here's all four of them. it's just another paint job on each one. Nothing to wait for. It's just formulaic because they weren't formulaic. The only thing they had in common was the base mold, which also we should mention had a really nice die-cast skeleton, you know, in there somewhere. There's a lot of premium. I mean, these came out at the same time of Masterpiece. Masterpiece were like, no more rubber tires at this point. No more die-cast. Compare MP12 Sideswipe, which came out around the same time as these, and it's a different thing. It's a completely yeah. different thing. But but it's yeah. amazing,
1: like, that in itself is, I know we talked about how, like, the fandom reacted and stuff earlier, but it's amazing how the perspective on that, when you look at everything these toys have, like you're saying they're die-cast, all this paint, all this effort and stuff, but at that time, everyone was looking at them going, they're not like Masterpiece, it's not no. what I'm interested
0: in. They were never going to spend the money on this when Masterpiece was kicking out G one cars and everyone but, suddenly thought, right, we're going to get everybody.
1: But that's but that's what I mean, like that, like you've hit the nail on the head there. That's very much the perspective on those toys is we're getting everybody and we're getting the characters. Mm. It's not these toys are better or these toys have more features or anything like that. It's very much focused on, and I mean, this is something we talked about loads on this podcast, but it's very much focused on just the characters, isn't it? Is getting those G one characters regardless of whether superior toys exist here or whatever. Like you know, every, it's all subjective or whatever, but. It's it's so obvious here because these toys just came out with like barely a whimper like to most people and it was very much easy to just dismiss them. Like even on my side, I remember like a lot of the reason I didn't bother with them was because I was so focused on Masterpiece and stuff. It's like, oh, it's not what I'm into at the minute. But mm. that really is that that perspective in a nutshell is right there.
2: It super is. I think the fact that you know, two of them, well, certainly at least one of them is a character that most people don't really identify with as well. You know, that they don't really, I mean, maybe a bit more now with Haslab, but you know, it, even then. Um, and I, and I think it's, it's very telling. And I think you're right, Liam, that there's this thing now, isn't there? Or there always has been maybe about completing a roster, uh, and wanting to see certain characters represented. And I, and I kind of feel like there's a, I've been guilty of it in the past as well, so it's not a critique at all, but there is a bit of a thing with Transformers collecting where it's almost like people want a more complete shelf of toys, even if they were, at the risk of saying it, worse toys or not as nice toys. Like, they would rather have that than they would, like, these four exceptionally painted, super cool, really nicely produced excellently you know fun transformers that they just kind of can't see a purpose for i don't know it's 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 a it's a weird one but i can even knowing how great these toys are it doesn't surprise me in a way that it's like hard to convince people to go in on them because it's it's not what a lot of people are ultimately looking for i guess is it from no. and if
0: someone wanted a niche version a niche character like oh wow here is a, a star saber in a toy line well they got that in masterpiece shortly afterwards anyway yeah. So it, yeah. it didn't even have that going for it in in the eyes of, of the collecting public, really.
2: I think you've really just got to kind of commit to the bit with this. I think you've really got to kind of not, you know, put a lot of what you normally maybe look for in a toy line out of the window um, and, and just kind of go at it with, like, these are four super cool toys, really nice, the standalone thing, don't care about fiction, don't care about characters, don't care about any of that, just four ultra yeah. nice transforming toy robots
0: yeah look what transformers can do when they set their mind to this yeah and it's one of those toys like if mp1 had been the only masterpiece we'd gotten that would have been another example of look what we can produce officially when we put our mind to it and then you can appreciate it on that level that's it
1: it's it's all about having those different shades isn't it of the toy line it's always there's something for everybody but it's about what they can do and you know like you say when they put their mind to it but it's just having completely different things that you can look at across like a whole scope or a range of things and just go wow this is just so varied like it's not all just one refining one design it's there's so many different styles of toys so many different approaches to different characters and all stuff like and it's how you get like the best stuff isn't it is when they try different Things like
0: yeah. how luxurious do those toys feel in hand now compared to a, a majority of of toys that we get now? I mean, oh man, super it's
2: luxurious. Night and day, night and day. Uh, again, you know, if I was to compare it to something like you know, uh, Earthrise Prowl, or I know I keep mentioning Earthrise Prowl, but you know that mm-hmm. as an example. It's just no competition there's no there's no but they're not they're not the same thing ultimately not they're not on, produced though. for <laughs> the same audience, so yeah. you know maybe it's an unfair comparison, but as you said, even versus the masterpiece cars you know there's there's an element to to which um you know there's no rubber tires on those guys, no die cast typically uh you know these feel more luxurious as a result you know with the with the paint schemes and the livery and everything as well um it's just no competition
1: I, I think that's a lot of it though, as well isn't it it's at the end of the day. They're not really comparable, even though we do compare them. But they're not really, are they? They're just completely different things of that stand on their own merits. And it's the same with masterpiece. Everything has its own merits, regardless of how much we try and refine that down to does it. Which one looks the most accurate to something else? And yeah, I think that's. It's kind of a shame these stories yeah.
2: get lost in that, don't they? I think I think it's all a result of of people and and again we do it so i'm not critiquing but is there's a kind of need to compare everything isn't there to say oh yeah. well which version's best and whatever else and i, I I don't know the older I get and the more different toys I see from over the years I'm really kind of coming around to this thing of there's no real need to compare a lot of the time you know like it doesn't really matter definitively which toy is best the point is is that you can have two versions of the same character that are completely different and they're both great you know and that's fine Uh, you know even with stuff that's fairly similar you know even uh, even in like the realm of masterpiece you know third party where you now get like five different versions of the same character or whatever I, I, I still don't really feel this need to definitively say this one is better than this one you know a lot of the time because i'm like they if they you can have two different toys if they both do different things well that's kind of enough for me you know ultimately yes you probably want to decide which one you're going to keep or not but with this with this you don't even have that you know they can just exist as a little separate offshoot thing their own kind of cool little niche in your collection and it's just fantastic
0: Very much in the tradition of Japanese race queens, another thing that makes these quite unique and maybe separate from a lot of other Transformers are the GT sisters that they come packaged with. Small, microman-style girls who have a much more wholesome relationship with the robots than, say, was intimated in something like Kiss Players, but uh, very much still... I think a source of some controversy, but I don't remember there being a huge controversy storm around the figure because obviously they're quite scantily dressed, which is, was, you know, it's been quite a while since grid girls have been a thing in something like formula one. So they, you know, been phased out most fully, but this is still very much of that sort of era and that aesthetic and that tradition of of racing teams having, you know, uh, models and race Queens as they were called. And of course, each one came with a race queen which they were in constant contact with during races and they would be advised and, and they had their own little personalities as well that were detailed in the paperwork. So how did you guys find the inclusion of these figures? Did you did you interact with them much?
2: 100% stayed in the box <laughs> on both occasions, I can tell you. Uh, I think, you know, the first time round I did look at them and just kind of go, well, what's this about? But I mean, they come with little extra hands and things like that, mm-hmm. don't they? Never used any of that. They all just stayed in the bag. Uh just not really my my jam at the end of the day. And the since uh re getting them, the all four of them, they haven't even come out of the clamshell. Uh those those little ladies. Um so it's just not my, my thing.
1: No, I was um I'd never experienced them obviously until I got this one, so I took it out of the box. But um I was surprised by how much articulation they have.
2: Like Yep. Yeah. Uh,
1: it went straight back in the box, but um it's funny because we were talking about how the cars are very much Gran Turismo, but the grid lady is very ridge racer, isn't it? As, you know, I guess so. Because yeah. that for years, like that was like the Ridge Racer thing, wasn't it? Like Ridge Racer Type 4 and stuff was always the grid lady. And that was its, one of its hooks on the PlayStation.
0: But I mean, teams do have race queens. Yeah. Uh, very but- much so. I mean, there is actually, uh, there was a Super GT team around the same time called Team Mark. And they had uh, Transformers livery. And I remember them posting photos of their uh, of their race queens in like, team clothes and obviously it had like Transformers hats and and stuff like that so that was some publicity that was doing the rounds at the time of Transformers GT which was really interesting but obviously doesn't really um, doesn't really resonate with with Western culture racing as much anymore Uh, so that was interesting I actually took all those figures out because I felt when I was doing the original reviews for TF Source and my own blog that I wanted to cover everything And so I took the figures and I posed them with the cars, tried to put them in the cars. And I think actually I got it wrong in the Binaltech episode. You didn't need to remove the legs on the Binaltech asterisk figures, but you do need to remove these legs, I think, to get the the figures to sit in the cars, which is weird. I think so. Uh, I think I read that last night. But also they were extraordinarily hard to get them to stand. And especially the one called Hero who comes with, maximus because of the the boots that she's got on
1: i was gonna she say was exceptionally the shoes are, difficult yeah very, uh, yeah it's
0: really tricky so trying to get like a shot of all four of them together with the robots or even do that uh, dream pit stop scene where they're all like working on a different part of the car was a lot more difficult than it looked it took ages to set up i think one group shot took me an hour to set up i remember that distinctly
2: Oof. yeah they were really really unstable I get what you mean, though, about wanting that kind of completeness in your photos and everything. I, but, you know, what's funny is that I had that just this week. I posted a picture of... Um, so I was doing a, a bit of a write-up on Binaltech Black Convoy, and uh, I posted a picture of um, Kiss Player's uh, Optimus, or Convoy, uh, mm. with, um, with, the, the with with the Binaltech one. Yes, and I put the, I put the little minifigure in there Purely because I was like, well, I've got the surfboard in there, I've got the gun, this is all the accessories it comes with. And it was specifically to show the differences between the Kiss Players release and the Binaltech Convoy release. And I I got, um, well, a couple of comments about it, you know, typical kind of Kiss Player stuff, which is, you know, fair game. Uh, But I got one that said something about that they were really disappointed that I was, um, uh, you know, focusing on the little anime girls or whatever. And I was like, that's literally not what I was trying to do at all. I was just, like, literally trying to showcase that these are the two toys and this is what you get. Do you know what I mean? As it happens, I don't care for the little anime girls much either, you know? But that's, you know, by the by. And, uh, but I think the probably with these GT releases, I would imagine, I know it's certainly true of me, that I probably went, looked at them with slightly... Um, suspicious eyes on the back of kiss players. You know, it's almost mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. The, 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 that kind of little inclusion of that model was actually fairly innocent initially with, um, asterisks, wasn't it? Yeah. That th- those three examples were fairly kind of innocuous. And then kiss players really kind of did a bit of a number on the reputation for those little kind of minifigures. figures. Uh, and I would imagine as i say certainly with me i think you know that's you're kind of a bit clouded aren't you when it comes to that thing now
0: yeah and actually i think i'm mistaken in saying that it's so distinctly eastern culture because actually now that i think about it i went to a european gt race at silverstone in 2011 or 2012 and all of the individual race teams had uh had girls uh dressed up in the team livery in exactly that type of clothing in order to stand out and in order to attract customers there and for photographs and all that kind of stuff, they actually had that uh, around the time of the release of Transformers GT. So back then it was it was still very much a global thing in motorsport. So it's actually not fair for me to say it was just focused in Japan and that was a cultural thing there. It was a motorsport thing.
1: It's a very American thing as well, isn't it? Having like you yeah, see that 100%. sort of NASCAR stuff where they always have. Women and stuff. Are you like old wrestling and boxing and stuff like that, wasn't it? Like in the 90s? Even
0: MotoGP, which goes all around Europe. Very, very popular sport. You know, it wasn't that long ago that they were abandoned. So it was nearly all forms of motorsport. So it was not like region specific. So I I can understand why they included it. It was for the sake of completeness and, and maybe it's not viewed the same way. So... It's very different to KISS players, and I think it needs to be established that that was not the reason that these were included. It, it's a distinction that needs to be made in defense of these toys, I think. Yeah, I,
1: I found it very uncomfortable still. I, like, I don't know, it just felt a little bit creepy I But there's so much articulation going into them. They've they've put a lot of work into... Are they based on anything? Is it like Microman or something like it, that?
0: Microman-style figures, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah They. they I, I've never compared them, but I only have one little Microman figure i think no no i've got a couple actually but from the, magnificus
0: uh, you should have one with your yeah, i've got the one with mag-
2: yeah. magnificus yeah but i've got a couple of others with um the um uh, what's it called with the action master prime oh yeah yeah indeed so i've got those as well uh but i think that the actual microman figures might be a little bit bigger mm-hmm. but they're, they're very much of the same style
0: and one other toy that will actually no, there were two other toys that were released in super gt under that banner i tell a lie three other toys actually. And uh, all three of them, pretty difficult to find. The first one was the Legends class figure, which is called Safety Prime. So it was like the safety car that comes out and starts the race or slows the cars down if there's been an accident in a completely different scale to the main toys. Obviously, it's this tiny little Legends class prowl figure that they painted up. And this was given out to kids on grid walks or pit lane walks during race days of the Super GT race series. And when these first came out, I had an eye out for these because I knew this would be a tricky one to get. And they were everywhere for about two weeks on Japanese sites. And then that was it. And then they started to escalate in price, £40, £50, £60. Oh, wow. And uh, I think you can still get them today if you keep an eye out, but way more scarce today. And I can understand how people who went and bought the cars, the main cars, would have had zero interest in this. But I wanted to complete this line as the first ever line I completed. And it was the first ever line I completed toy-wise. This if does not don't. surprise me that yeah. you are desperate to and complete then, it. <laughs> and then they released more stuff after i sold my uh my my set. But
2: did any of you guys get the safety prime or have ever looked into it? I have seen it pop up, uh, I think once on a, a listing, but no interest in it, to be honest. Like it, it's a fun thing for sure, but uh I don't know if I saw it going for an absolute song, then maybe. I don't know, just for completeness <laughs> sake. But even then I'm not uh you know, I'm not worried about completeness with, with this. So um it's it's a fun curio but yeah you um i remember seeing your pictures of it uh and being kind of a bit intrigued by it but beyond i was that, dead
0: pleased to get it it was it felt like an achievement but it brings nothing to the super transformers gt toys yeah it yeah. brings nothing to the GT- gtr toys
1: i think i yeah, had I the mold as blue streak was it the generations uh the asian ones they did and what they were called was it like the generations asian exclusives i think that's what they were did like a laser beak from one of the movie toys and there was a couple of Really like little strange repaints. And one of them was, uh, I think, Silver Streak. But it's the cartoon Blue Streak deco, And I think it's on that same Legends-class Prowl mold. That was I lovely. I don't know.
0: It's a nice toy. It's a fun Legends-class yeah. toy. But uh, I don't know about its subsequent releases. Then they also had like a, a 132 scale model collector's car, which was non-transforming. And that was the one with the Transformers livery. So it was just a direct model car of the gt300 team mark gtr never got that
2: either still quite available i still see it quite regularly we saw it pop up recently didn't we in a listing mm-hmm. somewhere i can't remember where but um i remember we were talking about it at the time yeah. uh that's is that diecast model as well i'm not sure it's diecast it might be resin uh,
0: but right. then again it could be diecast uh, because of the scale and the price i wouldn't be surprised if it was die cast but then i'd want to know for sure it was exactly the same scale as the the actual transforming gt ones then i'd be super tempted to have it
2: i wonder yeah if it looked as nice as the other cars and you line them up and all all five of them were were consistent that would be tempting that would be tempting for sure
0: but i have a feeling that um model cars do not their typical scales are like 118 scale and then 134 scale. So I'm not sure it's perfectly in scale with the cars. And then they did a Q Transformers one of that car. Ah,
2: oh, they did, didn't they? A, that's a, one I never Convoy. got yeah. yeah.
0: But in the colours of the team mark. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I'd forgotten that one. I think everyone forgets about it. I'd completely forgotten about it. And that's why I guess I never did have a complete collection of Transformers GTR. on was that, because
2: That was the, okay, yeah, right. How funny. I, I had completely it just my attention for a little while there that that was a thing i remember seeing it but did either of you collect a uh, qtf uh
1: no. i i had some of them i've still got i've got ultra magnus on my desk at work the you know the little qtf ultra yep. magnus and i think i had there was a hound uh, yep. as well
0: so i have the rc still really really good toys really lovely little toys they're and, amazing uh, i think I, i'd really love to have the transformers gt one actually it'd look, probably look amazing
1: yeah, because I, I, I still I pick up the Magnus one off my desk constantly and transform it because it's mm. at work in front of my computer, and I wish I had the sideswipe with the. Yeah, it's really well.
0: nice. It's really <laughs> really nice. They are made to be desk bots, exactly,
1: and more toys that are really underappreciated. Like just yep. and they're fantastic. Absolutely fantastic little toys.
0: So I've got one more question uh, before we wrap up on Transformers GT, and that would be if you could choose one more character to be represented in the Transformers oh. GT line. Who would you pick?: It's
2: a real toughie. does it have to I mean can you can we pick anyone or does it have to kind of fit the theme of leaders that they've got going on already?
0: Well, I guess it it'd it end up being a, a Nissan GTR anyway, and I think not really leaders. Just think about someone who you think would benefit from having the little nice details, the little nods and winks. With the cool racing helmet head sculpt, and you know, like Max has got his flip-out forearms, would anyone else actually fit into the line? I mean, I, I wouldn't have thought Megatron would, but they they did a great job on him.
2: Yeah, I, I kind of, in a funny way, want to say. I know. I was going to say someone then, but I'm equally. I now I'm trying to think of colors and stuff as well. I mean, I'm not familiar with the real world color schemes, so right. um, you know that would obviously be a consideration as well, wouldn't it? Because presumably you'd have to try and right, marry exactly. the, m- marry the real world color scheme with a, an appropriate transformer. But uh, I was going to say Soundwave. I just thought that could be kind of fun right. uh, to have a little little compliment for for Megatron there. Uh, but he'd be blue, wouldn't he? Alongside uh, Old Saber, so maybe that would be a little bit. I don't know. Maybe that wouldn't be so good. Uh, he, yeah, but it could be kind of fun. Or or even, you know, Blue Streak as well from his mm-hmm. Alternators vinyl uh, tech, you know, release. That could be interesting to see.
1: See, I'm thinking now, as we talked about earlier, like Billy Blue Hat. I'm like, get them in there. <laughs> the Roger <laughs> Red Hat. But um, I don't know, probably something about Jetfire. I think Jetfire's head, like a real toy <gasps> style mm. head. And you can imagine wow. that sort of with, I know they have to have the real life deco, but could you imagine like a sort of Valkyrie style one with a race car livery or oh, Diatlas, because I, I feel like they've got to be these kind of sort of
0: yeah big
2: leaders kind of leaders yeah. isn't it Yeah. Atlas would be a cool shout That's a didn't one.
0: we get Diatlas as part of Alternity
2: uh, yes there was there was one yeah there was yeah god yeah, I've never seen it in hand man but...
0: they squeezed the Banzai Tron out of
2: that line <laughs> oh man I have to have that Banzai Tron yes, at yes. some point It's really absolutely lovely. have to have it it's just it's on the list I know that there's a yellow livery
0: version of these teams from a previous year really all yellow so, I mean, if you're going to go for a yellow racing car, I mean, who's it going to be?
2: Well, Bumblebee, presumably.
0: <laughs> That's triple takeover for you. <laughs> Sunstreaker, mate. How nice would Sunstreaker look in, in that getup? I think it'd be really cool. Especially oh, yeah. with the, you know, like, I don't know if his missile arms would work with those double fold-out guns or if he could have, like, his uh, proper Egyptian Sphinx-style helmet with the with the visor and the, and the little mic. But, yeah when when you think about it it's actually quite hard to think of another figure that would fit in seamlessly with that line
1: you know what you, you say that but if we just move away from those toys and you look at like the turbo masters and those sort of toys you look at those Ooh. head sculpts and you're like actually those i think would suit these better than sort of than the sort of standard g1 Boss. cars yeah Boss. Nice. flame scorch
0: hurricane oh, man Oh, Amazing. hurricane
2: see i'm i'm now imagining right i'm i said bumblebee before but i'm now imagining just bring over the alternative bumblebee toy, and just slap a load of library on that. Jobs, <laughs> jobs are gooden. Do you know what I mean? Just the little S- stick a big Suzuki, rear wing on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Suzuki Swift with like Cal Sonic written down the side yeah. or whatever. I don't know. Just I think that would be great. Jobs are gooden.
1: Could you imagine though one of these decos in like that Turbo Master Hot Pink? Those windows, like that? yeah.
2: And Thunderclash
0: could be the team truck. Ah, oh, oh, oh,
2: you're <laughs> onto something there. That would be fun.
1: It's the gold pl- only gold plastic is the trophies in the back.
2: Right, <laughs> yeah. amazing. And they'd be painted. What about <laughs> Magnus? Ultra Magnus would be fun to see. Oh, yeah. Good, cool. good call. Yeah, that would be fun to see. That would be a quite a distinctive head sculpt just to see what they do with it. I mean, I, I don't know. White and blue I guess, well, it
1: would be beautiful on one of these.
2: Yeah. I guess I was just going to say you could either have it as a white uh, version of, you know, like a sort of white prime type version or you could just, I don't know, get a bit of blue and everything in there as mm. well and try and incorporate the trailer colors somehow. That would be fun.
0: They did have um, a test car for the series before uh, all the liveries went on, and that would just have been all black. I mean, I was amazed they didn't just do like a Nemesis Prime because that was an existing livery and it could have just been an exclusive and would really have easily worked at a time when getting black repaints of Prime
2: was definitely an established thing. Yeah, and they'd done it in alternative, so it's sort of a... It was a bit of a given, really, wasn't it? But it is such a shame they didn't do more because I'm just looking at them now and they're so beautiful. And just the idea of having yellow one. When you said about a yellow colour scheme, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, man, I would love that to be a thing. Yeah. Absolutely love that to be a thing.
1: I'm just amazed I have a Transformer on my desk with Sega written on it. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how cool is that? That's just such a neat little thing.
2: The the I mean, I know we've talked about it earlier, but the library and stuff is so cool. And one thing, actually, that I've never really kind of thought too much about but i definitely do appreciate is um it's, pr- it's probably like most noticeable on sabre actually is the way that when the chest collapses that the the livery meets in the middle you know mm-hmm. and you kind of cut a bit of the word out which i think is super cool so it goes from being bridgestone across the the front of the car to just being brie uh, on, <laughs> on on the <laughs> on, uh, on, his, on his chest and then, and then you've got Ridgeston at the bo- at the back, just behind it, which is <laughs> it's just kind of fun the way you get those sliding panels with livery kind of being cut in half and things. I think that's really kind of it's very neat. I love it. That
0: really reminds me of when Make Toys Downbeat came out and they wanted to put replos, Repro labels on it to say Martini Porsche, but then you know the way that Downbeat transforms was quite similar, wasn't it? That its chest would collapse. So
2: yes, that's uh, true.
0: I
1: think that's the one I was i was trying to think of. I was like, I've been racking my brains for ages trying to remember which sort of masterpiece style car was the one where the middle sort of moved and it shrunk. And it's that one. It was it's downbeat. Yeah, yeah,
2: it's it's a good shout. It's downbeat, but it was done here before it was mm-hmm. done anywhere else. I think wasn't it that that specific gimmick? That was a a very unique thing at the time. Uh, whereas now it's almost like it's expected, isn't it? People are like, the chest doesn't shrink. What? You're right. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. But back then it was definitely a, a new thing for sure.
0: So I think we can all agree that um, this toy line, despite being a retool of an existing toy that was already repainted many times, was expensive, included a minifigure, and was just four of the same figure, you know, with different head sculpts, that there's actually a a huge amount to appreciate once you've got one of these in hand. And I I don't know a single person who finally splashed out on these and was not blown away. I, I don't remember anyone being disappointed with a purchase of this line.
2: No, hundred percent. The I was thinking about it earlier when we were talking about, you know, their their sort of place, if you like, and and it occurred to me that the reason I think I moved them on initially was the exact same thing that I was saying before was like rationalising the collection and thinking where do these fit, you know, they're they're not it's not a cartoon lineup you know that i don't they don't sort of fit in terms of like completing a roster or anything like that and i think i just had a bit of a mad moment of just like you know i can raise a bit of cash with these if by moving them on and but i miss them so much do you know what i mean and they're just fantastic they are toys now having them back again i if anything appreciate them more second Mm -hmm. time around just for for knowing you know the absence of them uh, but they're toys that I continuously go back to even just picking them up just in a rare moment of just like holding them have a sniff I, now yeah <laughs> having, a, having a good old sniff and really kind of get your nose in there you can uh, dangle it
1: from the mirror in your car aren't you it's like with a little air freshener
2: sure yeah maybe no uh, but, no just really kind of just picking them up and just appreciating them just looking at them Uh, and, you know, sometimes transforming them and and everything as well. They're just a joy, just from start to finish. There's really nothing not to like about them.
0: And how much fun have you guys have photographing them?
1: Loads. I remember, like, when I found out you'd both sold them. It wasn't that long ago, because nobody talks about them, and they don't really come up. And they're toys I associate with you guys so strongly. I just assumed you still had them. And I remember, I think it was after that episode when I said something to Sixo, and he was like, oh, I haven't got them anymore. And then you said the same. And it's like, I just... When I think of these toys, it's like with Maz, it's Sunstreaker, Jetfire, and then probably these toys, because I just remember those photos, looking at those photos you took and those articles you wrote about them so many times. Well, Those and articles didn't do stunned. particularly
0: well, and you know, not a lot of people read them, and I, I looked at the analytics on my own blog, because I did a, another article on my own blog, and I just stopped talking about them after a while, because it just became really clear that people didn't want to hear about them. They it weren't was, that interested. It
1: was still real to me, damn it.
2: so we're gonna we're gonna have great fun looking at the podcast stats over the next couple of weeks is that what you're saying (laughs) it's just me
1: listening to it over and over again
2: (laughs) yeah exactly yeah there's been that many listens and half of them are all liam (laughs) oh yeah because liam listens to the episodes doesn't he
0: oh yeah all the time
2: yeah yeah yeah. regularly listens back to them so Uh, but, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I, I need to take more pictures of them soon. I'm thinking mm. that maybe a little video might be might be a fun... They deserve fun it, don't do. they? It's... Yes,
0: definitely. Video needs to be on your list of things to
2: do. Yeah, yeah. I've got nothing else to do. I'm,
1: they yeah. they really are so underserved <laughs> by nothing.
2: everything.
0: Yeah. Did you say you've got nothing else to do? Yeah, it'll keep yeah. you
2: off the streets, mate. <laughs> yeah, indeed. You know, I'm just sat around <laughs> just, you know, chatting to the cat otherwise. That's it. So <laughs> better, better get on with that. But I? Ever since the butler quit. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that's all for our discussion on transformers gt uh hope very much that we've been able to raise some awareness for what is one of the most underrated transformers projects and lines of the past two decades in in our opinions and uh don't all rush out to buy them at once i I still need to rebuy them so please please keep me in mind and uh over to sixo
2: well, of course, it remains to say, a uh, you know, a little, another little note about our Patreon. Uh, and, uh, you know, I know we picked it up at the beginning there, but if you haven't checked it out yet, then please do, because there is a lot more content on there than just this, uh, you know, sort of regular episode that we do every two weeks. So you can get access at our top tier to plenty of exclusive minisodes. We're up to, what? Well, how many of them have we done now? Six or seven? I We're can't six even now. remember. Yeah. Six, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Soon to be seven, there you Mm -hmm. go, next week. And uh, yeah, you know, we're we're pumping out new ones all the time. So if you sign up today, you get access to all those six episodes. So that's like a whole boatload of extra content just right off the bat from today that you could be getting if you're not already sick of hearing us talk. Uh, But there is other stuff on there as well. So you do also get early access to episodes. So you might be listening to this episode via early access if you're on Patreon. Uh, You know, it goes out uh, sort of like half a week early or whatever. But there's also deleted stuff on there. And you know, access to voting for things and and our love and attention. How's that? You just get a lot of that as well. And uh, and, and big thanks and so. a
1: beautiful thank you from us.
2: Yes, yeah, indeed, that's
0: that's a good point. So anyone in the six O's butler tier gets a shout out on the pod. And so again, this time without the beat from the last episode, we want to say thank you to Nick, Jonathan, False Logic, Howard, Dean Watts, Danny Roberts, Chris C one three seven, Andy, Cannon, Preston, Brian Fox, Chris. Billy Ho, Father, Adam Shoemaker, Zachary Blader, Timu Toivonen, Mike S, Matt, Stephen Perkins, Bad Saturday, Justin Masaru, Dave Dalrymple, and Snowcrack. And we want to thank our sponsor too, TF Source, yes. for sponsoring the podcast. Uh, again, please do check out tfsource.com for all of your Transformers and third-party needs. And I do want to reiterate that I had a wonderful time collecting all of these Transformers GT toys, one after the other from TF Source. Really good memories of that. So please do check them
2: out. And if you've got any money left over after you've uh, checked out T F Source then maybe have a look at our uh, our Redbubble as well plug plug uh, because again you can get leggings on there socks coasters mugs uh there's clocks all kinds of clobber with 3T logos and everything else and probably we we're, we're going to stick up um what was it you said earlier GT early? Phone you Home know, you know GT Phone <laughs> Home there you go well, we'll we'll get working on that one before too. we're moving into shores. telecoms is that one <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly exactly but yeah that's it as man said earlier at the beginning of the episode that's at Pat, uh, that's it no not Patrick, what i want about that's at um what is it redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash triple takeover so check that yeah. out yeah
0: and do remember to Go into the designs to see all the items they're available on because it's not always immediately obvious what kind of items you can get it on. And uh, please do follow us on social media. If there's anything you want to mention about the Transformers GT line, believe me, we'd actually really love to hear your thoughts on it because there's just not enough appreciation for it. So if you've got, you know, if you've got the feels for this line, we want to hear from you. Uh, You can find us on social media on Instagram at triple underscore takeover. And we're also at triple underscore takeover on Twitter. And on Facebook, we are at Triple Takeover. And we have a new dedicated YouTube channel as well. The link you can find on all of those social media channels. And 6O, where can our followers find you?
2: I'm on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at 6 tf Liam?
1: I am on all of those things other than YouTube at, at Toybox Soapbox. And follow me at the minute if you want to get excited about the Halloween episode of Triple Takeover that's coming up next.
0: And you can follow me at TF Square one on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So as the checkered flag waves on Transformers GT, the victory burnouts and donuts can begin. We hope you've enjoyed this trip down memory pit lane, because as they say in motorsport, you're only as good as your last race.
2: I like crunchy, I like crunchy biscuits.